This is Circuitous Conversations, episode 34 uh, for April 25th, 2011. I am Bill Wadman. And I am Dan Gottesman. And uh, we're here to talk about, well, you know, here's the thing. I'm leaving tomorrow morning for a week-long trip. On a jet plane. Leaving. There you uh, go. Yeah, I'm doing that. Yep. Uh, and it made me think that maybe we, I don't have, we don't have too much time today, but I thought maybe we'd do a short one about traveling and what you bring when you travel. Yeah, traveling is fun. Because some people bring a lot of stuff, some people bring next to nothing. Yep. And it always kind of, um, it, it, it is interesting to me. Well, their websites, have you seen that, that uh, what's that, Daily Carry, I think it's called? That website Where of like people show like yeah. what they carry every day. Yeah, you haven't seen this? No. Oh, I'll make a note of it and then we'll include okay. A link we'll put in it. The show we'll got to put that in the show notes. Uh, what's really funny is that it seems to have a very high concentration of Crazy weapons. <laughs> no knives and guns and shit. It's pretty sweet. Oh, people are carrying weapons. <laughs> well, I mean, like knives are the most common thing. Like if I did just from I haven't been there. In a couple of weeks, but if I had to give you a guess, um, I would say the most common items are knives, watches, notebooks, and pens. Those are like the the big nerdy, uh, nerdy things that people are proud of. And then you, you know, know then, I, and then they get into key rings and wallets. And sometimes and I feel like I should like carry a pen because there are those weird times when you need it. Yeah. Speaking of which, just a quick aside before we get into the travel packing. Uh, you know, I got an iPhone last week, as you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm still surprised. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> it's, you'll get over it soon by the time I make it back. Uh-huh. Um, and I downloaded that really neat Chase app to deposit checks. Yeah, not bad. It's a and I got lovely. a check yesterday, and yep. it was for like $2,000. It was a you know fairly hefty check. Sweet. Yeah, and uh, I uh, got it, and I clicked and i did the whole thing and it gets to the end and it says this is too big of a check to deposit with the thing oh really yeah apparently there's a one thousand dollar limit huh that's which sucks. is really annoying because the majority of my checks that i get are like once every couple months and they're yeah you know yeah yeah so that's Useless. really annoying you should get yeah, yeah. that sucks it man. really it negates one of the main reasons why i was like oh that would be really great to have an iphone because then i could just deposit my checks on the fly oh what a drag i uh i actually have two banks and the other bank that i use which i've been using for a really long time is called uh, usaa um and they have i think actually they made some news a couple years ago because i think they were the first iphone app to to feature the you know deposit yeah. your check on your iphone thing I want to say I've I've deposited checks larger than two grand with that app, um, uh, but I can't I can't tell I can't I don't, I don't know you'll have to write me a check for two thousand dollars and I'll have to test it out. All right, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get to that. Anyway, I just thought it was interesting that you know it's kind of like if you're going to create a feature like that, yeah, it should work just like an ATM works. You know, yeah, you like think. either the check is going to go through or it's not going to go through. Who cares how right. much it you know? I can understand the limit being say ten thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, of course. But there's plenty of times I'm anyway. Yeah, I don't right. want to get off on a rant. But anyway, <laughs> I, I just thought it was interesting. Yeah, my my issue with that Chase thing, the Chase app, which I think they just actually fixed this week, uh, they have a nifty uh, notification system where they, you know, it'll give you push notifications, and there's like, Jesus, like yeah. twenty different little settings you can tweak. I need to turn all those off. Yeah. Well, the problem is, it, it was cool. It's like, oh, cool, a, a post, you know, deposited, or you know, a check finally posted, or whatever. 
uh, or my account is at this level, and you have to like log in and then dig like six menus deep to to, to dis, you know to acknowledge the badge just to get the little number badge off the app icon. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, no. Absolutely. I have like three of them on there, and I haven't even I didn't even remember yeah. turning it on. Yeah. So yeah. I think I think they finally made it so that it, it it's only like two taps instead of like six to get. It's rid also of it. annoying that I you know I use LastPass for all of my passwords, and I use really big nasty passwords for things like banking and stuff. Sure. And so, but you have to log in every single time. Yeah, it's true. Well, that's, so it's kind of like it makes it much less useful. Yeah, actually, there's another nice bonus of the USAA app. Um, you, they have a, a little quick pin number that you can enable if you want. Like if you know if you if you yeah. trust yourself and you trust your phone, it'll save your password, and then all you have to do is it's a four you know See, four. That's that's four a good pin. that's a good feature. Yeah, those guys did a good job. I think you should switch to USAA. I, I'm going to have to look into that. Yeah. Anyway, just anyway. a little aside. Yeah. So, um, so. I'm going to L.A. for a week. Well, Palm Springs and then San Diego and then L.A. Is this for work? Uh, actually, for my partner Heather's work. Oh. Um, but then we're going to do... Uh, I have some people that uh, I've been planning on shooting. So we're sort of making a little road trip out of it. Sweet. Uh, and and doing meeting up with some people, yeah. So you are shooting, for sure. I am taking pictures, So you're, yes. you're, you're going to have to bring some gear. So I'm going to have to bring some gear, right? So this is the thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I wrote it. I wrote an essay on this last fall when I was going to Yosemite. It was like traveling pictures or something. That sounds familiar. And you're talking about how yeah. you just bring like one body and two lenses and yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, right. So when I travel for me, that is to say, going to a national park or doing that kind of stuff, or when I was in Japan, um, I tend to shoot film, uh-huh. or I shoot like a single body. Right? I shoot. You know, I bring my Hasselblad or I bring my Leica like I did to Puerto Rico last year. And I just bring a few rolls of film mm-hmm. and I keep it super simple and I don't make a big deal out of it. Sure. Now, there's a lot of people who go on these kinds of trips just to take pictures and they're carrying three backpacks worth of stuff and two Pelican cases and, you know. Sure. And they're hauling it up on a mule, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm not that guy. No. Um, but for this kind of thing, I'm actually going and I'm shooting a couple people on my wish list. So that means that now it's sort of like... I have to actually bring real gear. So I'm bringing my uh, 5D2. Yeah. Uh, 50 millimeter prime and probably 35 millimeter prime and that's it. What about your 28? You love your 28. Yeah, I know. The problem with my 28 is that it's not nearly as sharp as the 35 is. The 35 is gorgeous. And what about the um, 85? The 85 is nah. a lens. Oh, it's real. It, yeah, but the thing, that lens itself weighs like three pounds. It's true. You know? It's a tub. Um, it's huge. It's, yeah. it's literally heavier than my camera with the 28 on it, no, just I, for that lens. I know it. I know it. Um, so, no, I'm not bringing that. Uh, I'm just bringing a couple primes, and I'm bringing one speed light, mm-hmm. the little uh, transmitter thingy. Uh, the, the Canon one? The IR one? Yeah. So, yeah. the Canon one, yeah. So, on Nikon, I guess, if you have a built-in flash, it'll automatically do that, right, on the higher-end cameras? Like it, it'll it'll talk to the speed even lights. the low end ones. Uh, the D ninety has that, and the D seventy has that, and the D three hundred. Yeah. Hey, what, if, what if you have a? Is is there a little equivalent IR box if you have say a, a D three? There is. It's uh, they call it the SU eight hundred. It's basically just like a little IR controller. It's it, I don't know what um, I think it's one step more fancy than the, the Canon one because the, the Canon okay. one doesn't have like a. A terribly complicated L- LCD display on it, does it? No, you, you. There are two groups. No, it doesn't actually have any LCD display. It has, it has like these group of LEDs, 
Right. And you can set up your lights in two different groups, and then you can set up ratios between them. Right. I think so the, the Nikon one a little bit to is the, the same thing. You could you right. could do three groups, and it it, use, it it does have a nice little LCD display where, you know, you can get a little bit better. I mean, you know, there's a little bit more information. Finer control. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, it's funny, though. I, I was shooting today with it in a single strobe. Mm-hmm. I have to look at my settings because I was doing it fast. And, man, sometimes I get really unpredictable exposure results from the... 5D2. What you're talking about using like the Canon TTL system? Yeah. Yeah. I mean like crazy off, like, mm. you know, overexposed by a stop and a half or two stops, you know, even mm. when everything's set flat. Like to the point where I set my exposure compensation down a stop or two and my flash exposure compensation down a stop or two huh. and I'm still kind of something weird's happening. I don't know if that's just me or if it's the camera or I'm doing something wrong. Anyway, anyway. so I bring that stuff and then the only other thing uh, I usually bring which is like, this is my normal backpack. I'm going out and I'm taking pictures and there might be somebody there who can help me kind of set up. Mm-hmm. Uh, would be a five-in-one diffuser, mm-hmm. like a reflector diffuser. Yeah, yeah. And then I'll shoot through the diffuser as like a, a poor man's softbox. Sure. If I have to. No, I, I've done that um, before. That works great. If you, and if honestly, you... that setup, yeah. I can do 80, 90% of what I do sure. with that if I have to. Totally. You know. Yeah. Um, I think what I'm going to do though is bring... One of those little Manfrotto stands and a little thirty-two inch soft lighter, cool. So that I can so I can set it up. But I mean, even then, we're talking about maybe ten pounds worth of gear. Yeah, it's not bad. Now, all know? that stuff will still fit in your crumpler backpack, right? Yeah, everything except for the uh, the the umbrella and the light stand. You don't, but you don't. I don't think I've ever seen. You don't have like when you st- stick your camera gear in your backpack, it, it's just sort of loose, right? You don't actually have like a little. I stick it in a pouch. Um, my crumpler backpack came with a uh, a, a laptop pouch. Oh, and you stick them in that thing. And I stick them in. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. if if I know I'm not going to be banging it around too much or whatever, yeah, I'll stick it in that thing. Now that's if I'm going in with the one sort of just regular travel backpack, the green thing, right? Uh, which is not a photo bag. No. Um. But for this trip, I'm going to be using that green bag also for clothes, right? Sure. So clothes will go in there, but I'm also going to put the stand and the umbrella in there. And that's one bag. And then I'll use my other crumpler backpack as my little bag that can go. See, the other crumpler backpack with the uh, camera, two lenses, speed light, that whole little setup, mm-hmm. and my laptop. Because mm-hmm. uh, I have a little 13-inch MacBook, mm-hmm. unibody MacBook, um, will fit underneath the seat in front of me. Sure. You know, which is pretty great considering the huge monstrosities that a lot of guys bring. Of course, it's true. I mean, I, I'm, I've been guilty of that myself. When I, when I traveled to Alaska, yeah, uh, I opted for the, the full Monty, and basically uh, I actually bought one of those Pelican 1580, 1560, I can't remember. You know, the, the, basically Pelican has a, um, a little suitcase, you know, roller style Yep. Uh, case that is designed to fit under a seat or in an overhead comp- compartment. I was um, looking at them last night. Yeah, they're great. Um, and, and then I bought the one with the the form fitted divider kit. Um, and then what I feel I like found, if I was going to get one, I'd get enough. one with the pull out stuff. What's you know, that? The, the 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 foam with the pull out. You know, where yeah, you kind of make pick, your own pick and pluck is what that's called. Pick and pluck. Yeah. Um, which I got for my hard drives. I feel like I would want to get one just like the one I have for my hard drives, which is the. In fact, I was looking at it last night. You know, I was surprised that Pelican. Oops, bang, bang, Mike. Pelican has a lot of sizes of stuff, but then there's a lot of like in betweens where they don't have a size. Um. 
Does that make sense? I don't, you understand I'm what just, I'm trying to say? I think I, I'm just trying to think. I have like, I, I have a 1450, which uh-huh. is like, I don't know. That's more of like a briefcase. Style. 18 by 12 by 6 or something yeah. like that, right? Right. And I use it just to hold, like, uh, hard drives that I'm not using currently that have, you know, important stuff on them. Sure. Um, but it's almost, it's probably big enough to hold what I need it to hold, which is just pretty much my glass and my body. Right. Um, my thing with that is that, I guess yours has yours has the roller, right? So that's the big advantage. There's the roller, and then uh, I personally, uh, I'm not a huge fan of the foam. Personally, okay. Uh, I, I prefer... you, you don't think it would give more cushion than the dividers? It does. I mean, it gives more protection. I mean, if if we're talking about like, if you knew you were only going to have a certain setup, you could totally just do the foam, have your little thing, and then you'd have two inches of crap around each thing. Yeah, and if I was also going to be, if I knew I'm going to be checking a bag in under a plane that's going to be manhandled by you know baggage yeah. carriers, then I would definitely opt for foam. But uh, I have never had to do that. And uh, if I'm going to be handling it myself, uh, you get way more bang for your buck space-wise using a traditional, you know, nylon, Velcro, you know, padded foam divider sure. divider setup. Um, on top of that, what I found, I, I, I'm a uh, – I, I guess we haven't really talked too much, too much about this on the podcast, but I'm pretty pretty crazy bag nut. Um, and I have a lot of different bags for a lot of different um, – you know, purposes. Um, and uh, what I've done is uh, my, my, I have a, 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 a favorite backpack. I used to be a big crumpler fan as well. Uh, I, the thing I like about crumpler bags is that they're really solid, you know, super, um, yeah, they, they don't super break durable. Really. No, super durable. Hey, do they replace little bits? Yeah. Some yeah. of my little plastic bits have cracked. Um, I, I don't know about that bit exactly. I actually sold one of my uh, backpacks to a friend and it turns out it, it you know he's like hey where's that little the little you know thingy that, yeah and i'm like oh i never you know what it never came with mine and i'm like so maybe you know give those guys a call so he gave those guys a call and sure enough they sent him the little thingy for free no no problem okay which I'll i thought was really cool. speaking of which though so my my most recent um uh bag purchase um was i purchased a, a think tank shapeshifter um, which is uh, it's def- it's it would be classified as a a laptop camera bag. So it's a camera okay. bag that's designed to carry a up to a 17 inch laptop, and then it has you it's know a big dedicated. Laptop. Yeah, well, some people use. Wait, what's this thing called? The shapeshifter. Okay. And uh, what's it called? Uh, so, and and what's really cool about it is unlike traditional camera backpacks, um, it doesn't have the felt and velcro um, divider system. It actually uses these hard, kind of hard-sewn um, neoprene uh, pouches, uh, which are in you know strategically smart spots in the bag. And they designed it basically for for photographers who I think if if you were to go out and talk to your average photojournalist um, and say, "Hey, man, w- what's your ideal kit?" It's generally two bodies, and then you know the the super wide, the regular, and the long zoom. You know, so it's like for for a sure. Nikon shooter, it's you know you got your two. D3s or your D3 and your D700, your 14 to 24, your 24 to 70, and then your 70 to 200. Um, and that's so that's basically what they designed this bag for. And I'm sure that, you know, it'll work with the Canon, the 16 to 35. In fact, on their website, it actually has, uh, they have both a Canon kit, like you sub- uh, suggested, and an icon kit. Right. Visualized. So, yeah. And, and, and it's really, I mean, I got to say, man, um, I have very, you know, gradually become a very big fan. Uh, of the think tank photo products um 
We used a, we had a few of them at work. They're not cheap, but two hundred fifty bucks. Yeah. Well, I, I again, I'm I'm a pretty savvy eBayer, and I was able to pick this up like, you know, new without tags, essentially brand like brand new for about half that. Uh, I think I might have been taking advantage of a of an eBay newbie, uh, unfortunately, but worked out for me. <laughs> um, and I got this bag, and I love it, man. Uh, and then on top of that, the, I had a really great experience. I actually tweeted about it uh, uh, last week, where um, I'd kind of forgotten all, almost all the Think Tank products uh, include uh, detachable rain covers. Uh, not you know not that they're they're not water resistant as it is, but you know there's still zippers and seams where water. If you're in a total downpour, you can get you could get wet. Um, sure. And you know I guess one of the downsides of the eBay thing is that my my bag didn't come with its rain cover, so I just called them up. You know I think it was on a Monday morning or whatever, and you know some dude just picked up the phone and. The, the, the call lasted maybe all of 90 seconds where he basically said, hey, yeah, sure, no problem. What's your address? Um, and I was full on ready to, you know, I had my credit card out. I was ready to, you know, to buy one because I'm like, oh, you know what? That's the price you pay for doing the used thing. You're not going to get all the stuff. And he sent it to me for free. No no questions asked. And it, it arrived yeah. in like two, two or three days in the mail. It was really cool. Yeah. I remember when you told me that story the other day. I had I had a similar thing with Tenba. Yeah, Tenba's like, awesome, dude. Yeah. In fact, I think they used to be even more hardcore than they are. Yeah, well, um, we, when I worked at, uh, at D-Touch, we had the, um, you know, we, we traveled with, we used to tra- you know, I used to have to pack whole computers, you know, Mac Pros and ISOs, and, and Tenba makes a pretty nice kind of all-purpose, uh, you know, computer case which, with a built-in luggage rack, like, an exp- you know, like, a, like, you know, two, two aluminum or two, you know, steel poles that, you know, that were, the, the handle retracts into with the nice big wheels. Um, and you know we they, we used to beat the crap out of those things. I mean, they were constantly getting you know the handles were constantly going up and down, and then they would be you know thrown into the back of SUVs and what have you. And unfortunately, one of the uh, one of the handles came detached from the the case. Uh, and these these are like riveted in; they're not like screwed, and it's not something you can yeah. just, you know easily easily fix. So I call up Temba, and they they route me to the, the factory, the actual Temba warehouse, like which is just you know not far. It's like a mile and a half away here in Brooklyn. And and they're like, yeah, man, come on down and we'll fix it for you, no problem. I'm like, you're kidding, right? And he's like, no, just just swing by whenever. I'm like, okay. So I waited a couple of days until I had a an hour, you know, I could afford to take a long lunch. Uh, I brought the bag on the train, hopped down, you know, to, took the the end to like thirty second or whatever wherever it was, walked up the stairs, and sure enough, while I waited, it took maybe ten minutes, and some dude put in like four more rivets, like you know, making it super super solid and, it, and he didn't charge me a thing and then and then he also said hey you know what your your plastic handles is fall, falling apart here's some here's some spares in case you need to replace it uh so i walked out of there with that stuff totally free of charge now i'm just looking at your uh backpack which oh the shapeshifter yeah yeah the only thing that i don't like about it that i prefer about my it's one of the things i like most about my tenba or i mean my um crumpler i know what you're gonna it, say it's the zipper the zipper yeah do you ever worry about st- you're standing on the subway? You're worried about something else. Somebody yeah. it's you're called, not worried it's about. Called, that. Put your back to the wall, dude. That's, okay. That's, yeah, but but I mean, but that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, you have to or take your th- take your bag off and flip yeah. it around, put it on your chest. For, for for one thing, for people who don't know, the the a lot of the uh, crumpler ones don't do this, but the one I have, which is a little one, mm-hmm. the zipper is actually sort of it's it's right on the where your back meets your where the backpack meets your back right. is the zipper goes around. So there's no real way for somebody to unzip it and go into your bag without right. and it, i don't think it even has any like any smaller zippered pockets either on the outside too there are two little ones but like yeah they hold like a compact flash card yeah they're not terribly know. useful no no it's, it's true and i i remember getting a kick out of that with my crumpler backpack back in the day but 
honestly, I'm not I'm not traveling through like you know the streets of Marrakesh or anything like that where I need to worry about pickpockets and monkeys that can you know steal yeah. my gear. I'm just, I don't know, I just, like, it's, it's, it makes me not, it's one less thing to think about, you know? Yeah, for real. I mean, for me, the thing I love about You're the carrying a lot of stuff in that shapeshifter, though. I, and, dude, the thing weighs nothing, empty. I mean, what's really I almost cool feel like it, if there was a light. smaller version of that, it would be better for, like, it's almost too big for me. Well, the cool know? thing about it, dude, is it's only as heavy as what you put in it. Um, yeah, I mean, just even, like, the physical size, right? I mean, it is... It compresses really, really well. Um, if you want, next time we hang on, I'll, I'll let you try it out. All right, we'll try it out. Try it. The, um, uh, it's interesting, though. I mean, it's amazing, though, how much stuff you can take now. Yeah. It, it, it's, it makes you look at the guys like McNally and these guys who carry 47 strobes and all this kind of stuff, and you're like, wow, yeah. that's a lot of gear to be sh- shuttling around. It know? is, man. It is. What I was going to say before, when I, when I traveled to, uh, to, to larger destinations, uh, I'm, I'm also a big fan of, of, not, of trying to not – travel like on an airplane with yeah. with a bag that looks like a camera bag um sure. so my way of dealing with that has been to use uh traditional you know backpacks and, and messenger bags um my yeah. longtime favorite all-time favorite backpack is the is the kelty um shit kelty red wing i think it is i'll, I'll put it in the notes here uh kelty it, it's got 30 <coughs> 3100 cubic inches i want to say of of storage space which is a ton uh, yeah. so, and so I actually bought two of them. I, I bought one like maybe five years ago. It served me. It is durable, lightweight, looks you know looks nice and generic, really cool. Um, and I, I use it for drums. I use it for camera gear. I use it for, for when I travel, for clothes. Yep. You can fit a ton of crap in yeah. it. Uh, yeah, so I, I got two of them. So now I, you know, I can keep one packed with, with drum stuff and the other one I can I mean that for camera stuff. That's basically what the other pack we were talking about that I put the camera in that uh, laptop bag, right? Thing. So, so, but dig that's this. a North Face backpack, yeah. So, so, what's nice about that bag is it's just got one really large, uh, empty storage compartment in it, and in that compartment, you can you can set it up in a number of ways. Uh, the one thing I discovered happily was that I could take the Pelican divider insert from my Pelican fifteen seri- fifteen hundred series case, and it fits perfectly into the into the Kelty backpack. That's so funny. I can, it's really cool. So I can. So what I've done in the past. Like when traveling, is I will put, I will take the insert out of the uh, Pelican box, you know, the case, put it into my backpack for my camera stuff, and then I'll use the empty Pelican case to put like, you know, stands and other heavier things or smaller bags with, you know, grip stuff and things that I don't mind checking in, checking in under the under the belly of the plane, and then I, and then when I get to where I'm going, I can switch it around again and then use that as the camera bag to roll around or whatever. The other thing that I use a lot, which they stop making, uh, and I do keep an eye out on eBay for because I'm a big fan of these, are the Crumpler Buckets. Uh, I don't know if you remember those dudes. Um, but Crumpler basically made uh, these essentially like... I've the seen gu- those. Yeah, yeah, the guts of a camera bag, that, um, with, but with really nice, clean, sl- uh, slim edges that let you... Basically, stuff you know, it, it lets you turn your messenger bag or backpack into a camera bag. Uh, so I have two of these. I have a, a tall one and a wide one. Apparently, uh, Buy.com sells them. Yeah, you can still find them from time to time. They cost between forty and sixty bucks, depending on the size. Um, and I, I love these things, man, because th- this is where that rigidity, that solidness of the pr- crumpler uh, products come in come into play. So I can basically have kind of a best of both worlds situation where I can put all of my gear in in one of these little you know these little buckets, uh, and I know it's going to be nice and safe. Uh, and then I could shove that into my Kelty bag or into, you know, 
a messenger bag or, or whatever and not have to worry about it. And then it's kind of nice because then I can I can carry that has a handle and I can carry it around if I want to. And sure. It's 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 really uh, it's really it's amazing cool. how no bags are a hundred are right for everybody and right for every situation. No, well, that's that's because people are different, man. People I know, but it's it's funny how you collect bags. You know, I, yeah, I have I a Tenba backpack. I've got you know I've got the crumpler bag. I've got a crumpler shoulder bag. I've got the other uh, North Face backpack that I use a lot of times. Yeah, and, and just um, to throw another thing in the mix, um, I, I was doing this the series of uh, this documentary series for the. Uh, the Lower Manhattan Cultural Center. I think I was telling you about this, where they would have me just kind of just do fly on the wall style coverage, basically just more more archival for, for than anything else. They just wanted proof that the event occurred and that people came to it, kind of thing. So it wasn't wasn't anything super artsy. People super, were there. Yeah, exactly. Please give us more money. Um, and I am I'm not at the level where I can afford to rock two uh, two bodies with two lenses. You know, like most guys who do that kind of work. Uh, you know, where you know you have the the wide zoom and the long zoom, and then you just you know, pick one body over the other. So I'm constantly, you know, like you are, changing lenses all the time. And yeah. what I've what I decided I wanted to try because I know this works for a lot of people is using the belt and pouch system. Um, so again, I you know traveled to eBay and I found a pretty decent deal on some of the Think Tank. Uh, I can't th- I don't what, remember what they're called, but they have you know cute little name for their their pouch system and they have a really nice variety of pouches which are reasonably priced between 15 and 40 bucks depending on the size and the features and you know i pieced together a little system uh i even got one of their fancy schmancy belts with the loops and stuff like that but i found that that was probably a little overkill and i happen to wear i i when i'm wearing pants anyway i tend to wear a belt anyway and i don't mind attaching a pouch or two to my actual pants belt um, and it's really nice for for basically putting like a strobe or the you have other, a fanny pack on the, the front other of your... ones, huh? What's that? No, not a. Fa- I don't have the fanny pack. Uh, <laughs> I did try a fanny pack like years ago. I was inspired by a friend of mine who really rocked it, um, but I could not rock the fanny pack. I'm just no. I'm not. Uh, you have to be a special kind of person. To pull I'm not it off. special enough for that. You know, you the... know, who do rock the fanny pack are the people like gun nuts. They make like there's a fanny pack holst- holster sure. for for pistols that yeah. uh, that people really like, and I can see that being kind of cool but the uh that's not me yeah no that's scary yep the you know it's uh because i have to i'm doing this daily project i need to bring my laptop too Mm. um but i'm pretty much just limiting it to what i can do in lightroom sure you know uh so it's it's going to be interesting shooting slightly differently than i normally would um but you know it's 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 funny my laptop whatever this thing is four and a half pounds or so probably more like five pounds is it yeah. All right. Anyway, say say five pounds. What is what is a thirteen inch MacBook Air? Two and a half? No, those are like three. Between two and a half. And so three. it's not that much lighter. You know, a couple pounds. Yeah. But it's amazing how much that couple pounds feels like. It's true. You know. Um. So it's it's yeah it's interesting. So I got to bring a laptop too, which is always a whole other thing. Yeah. Um. Well, that's, I tend that's not normal. to like to travel with a laptop if I don't have to. I I do it based on the amount of time. Like if I'm just going for a weekend, I'll yeah. opt out. But if it's more than three or four days, and I know I'm going to want to, you know, reply to some emails and sure, and maybe take a picture and process a, a photo or two, then then I'm almost always going to bring my computer. You know, uh, as as just to change the subject here, uh, I got to get going in a few. But uh, did you see today that uh, Barnes and Noble is putting out a software update for the Nook Color? Uh, so I thought that yeah, I think I, I saw I saw something about Android. which brings it up to Froyo. 
right. and allows it to run a bunch of Android apps. Because it was was it, now has it always been an Android? It's it's the device? Nook Color is basically a, an Android tablet with everything turned off. Now a bunch of people have hacked it uh-huh. to run pretty much the whole uh, Google Marketplace or whatever the hell they call it, the Android Marketplace of apps, mm-hmm. which you know is great and all, but I I don't you know I, most of the stuff on there I don't really need. But man, the idea of buying a tablet for two hundred fifty dollars that's seven inches. That can now the thing is it's not going to run the whole Android marketplace. They're going to have their own little Android app market. Sure. Um, but the but you can still buy one and do the hack stuff, and then you can get on the full thing. Now it doesn't have a ton of RAM. The processor's kind of slow. But like if you only want it for, you know, checking email, going on the web, reading books, if you're not basically what you would use an iPad for if you weren't gaming, mm-hmm. for two hundred fifty dollars or probably two hundred dollars if you find a used one. Mm-hmm. That's crazy good deal, hmm. you know. Uh, I'd have to see the screen. Is it any good? It's seven inches. It's ten twenty four by six hundred, so it's slightly narrower than the iPad, but it's seven inches instead of ten inches. Well, so I was it's, talking more about the quality of the screen. Oh, it's supposedly pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I mean it, it's 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 LCD, not e ink. You know. Uh-huh. But again, I mean, <clears throat> for, for traveling, if you want to read a book or watch a movie or whatever it is. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I think this the, the, that whole scene. It's it's still total. I mean, it's like yeah. one, not even two years, dude. I right. Mean, and and you know, at at two hundred dollars or two hundred fifty dollars, I'd be much less worried about breaking it than I was with the six hundred dollar iPad. Yeah. You know. I guess. Uh, I I walked around with the iPad like I was gonna like it was gonna slip out of my hands. Did, but didn't you see that thing that somebody posted where they just you know dropped an iPad five hundred feet and it was fine? <laughs> Which I don't believe because I've cracked my I cracked my iPhone very easily my last one. Really. Yeah, well, not very easily. I dropped it a bunch of times and it didn't crack. But then one day, I, it slipped out of my hand as I was putting it in my pocket and fell the two feet to the ground, and I picked it up and the whole thing was smashed. Wow! I, so I, I, I must have. It, dropped it, my it seems like you know. I'm telling you, it's one of those things where most of the probably nine times out of ten, nothing bad happens. But if you hit it at just the right angle, yeah, yeah, or, I think that's, or that's the thing is, it has or if to there's fall one just right. You know those things that people use to break into car windows that are just like a weird point. Yeah, it's called a center punch. There you go. Like one of those things. Yeah. You know, but they make the ones especially for breaking glass, right? Uh, yeah, I think that's what it's Because like. I've seen them used like on Mythbusters and stuff when they were saying like if you're going to, you know, break glass to get out of a car underwater or whatever it is. Um, anyway, so th- like one of those things. It's kind of it's kind of like that. If you just get the pressure right at the right spot, it just crumbles, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's interesting. But uh, for man, for, for $200? Yeah. That's... That's getting, you know, that gets down into, and then the, the, uh, the, uh, Amazon Kindle. Now there's a, if you don't mind having ads on the screensaver, right? You can get one for like one fourteen or something, right? Like 30, you know, twenty or thirty bucks less. Yeah, I don't I know mean, if that's that, not worth it though. Yeah, but I mean, literally, it's on the screensaver. Like it's only if it's off, you know. Right. So pff, who cares? Right now, it, the one I've got shows pictures of you know Faulkner and Ayn Rand. You know, sure. it's like okay, so you show an ad for some book. Right. Um, the uh, I'll tell you when Amazon comes out with their color Android Kindle, which I'm sure everyone's waiting for because they have the Android Marketplace on their thing and all the rest of it. Um, it uh, it's going to be really interesting. It's definitely going to drive the price of all these things down. I, I think you're right, man. I think the next uh, 18 months, you know, give it another two years, uh, yeah. and the the whole handheld tablet scene will be a, a different place. Yeah. I think by Christmas, it's going to really blow wide open. 
I mean, once Amazon puts theirs out, and if they charge one ninety nine for it, yeah, you know? and, and I think also you know once Apple, well, once one of the one or two of the main um, you know competitors catch up to the iPad too, you know, um, yeah, and you know because right now I think Apple still has a really pretty dominating lead, um, but yeah, uh, but you know, yeah, and, and honestly, it depends what you're doing with it, you know. Yeah. No, it's true. Um, it's it's interesting. The, I'll tell you, man. The 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 I what I wouldn't give. I'd literally pay twenty bucks for a Gmail native Gmail app on the iPhone. Like somebody should make a Kickstarter project and code one. You know, I want to say it's been done, but Apple shot it down. It's weird, man. Apple has some. I mean, I, well, we shouldn't turn this into the the, the focus of this this uh, episode, but uh, we'll touch on it really quickly. Um, I'm sure you know that <clears throat> the Apple App Store approval process. Is a very mystery. Sor- yeah, sordid history as far as what you know, what yeah. makes it in and what doesn't. But there's remember, other browsers in now. Yeah, well, that, that's exactly right. See, I remember before, man, there were there were apps that you know didn't you know Apple had a rule where if if Apple makes an app that provides that functionality, you can't make one that competes with it. But now, sure. obviously, there's two or three, and I, I mean, I, I can even think you know you go to if you you Google for uh, you know alternatives to Apple default apps or whatever and you'll find yeah. you know whole articles written up on alternatives to the you know the core apple yep. apps but unfortunately mail is the one app that i don't think they've let anybody right. uh, compete with and it bothers me just because certain like gmail works differently than other email things you know yeah, it's true the way it threads stuff the starring the using the Imagine labels if like, if like if they let like sparrow or or Mailplane, you know some of right. the mac desktop yeah, but even Mailplane is just sitting it in the browser. You know, it's basically having a browser open in the app, and the app is talking to the web app. Yeah, but I think it does let you. It still lets you work offline, though. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, there's one other one. Uh, what the hell is it called? There is one for um, basically that does that on the iPhone, and it's a few bucks. But it's gotten like really mixed reviews, and people say it crashes a lot and stuff. So I, I never got around to buying it. Mm. Um, but I'll tell you, it's you know having the little Google app to tell me the thing, and I've also connected to Exchange, and I've yet to find an answer that works well. Plus, oh, it drives me nuts how when you delete an email in Google Mail, yeah, or or I'm sorry, in the Mail app, yeah, it doesn't delete it; it just archives it. Yeah, it puts it in all mail. It doesn't actually delete. It's like if I slide and I hit delete, delete it. If I want to archive it, I'll put it there myself. You know. Yeah, it's. I mean, I, I've weird for for a really long time, man. Apple, the one I think, the, the well, there's the two biggest Achilles heels uh, for the iPhone are mail and notifications. Um, uh, Apple's, you know, I think they 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 intended, you know, they had good intentions for for making the uh, take trying to make the take the desktop mail experience. Like I think they they really wanted to try and take you know, the desktop experience to the handheld. I mean, it's obvious that that worked pretty well with Safari, you know. Uh, Mobile Safari is is a pretty decent, um, you know, desktop-ish, you know, version of a handheld web browser. It's weird. It does a lot of things not correct, though. Safari? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it doesn't... It it ignores uh, iframes, like Z-index, so, like, things can't be in, like, over the top of each other. Uh, Like, there's some weird CSS things it just kind of ignores. Yeah. I think but, I mean, it's, I it's think, also like one. I think it's one generation behind, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, and then, the, so they tried the same thing with with mail, and it's obvious that it still feels like they took. You know, I'm not a huge fan of Apple's mail mail dot app. You know, the the desktop sure. mail app. A lot either. of people are. Are aren't. Are. Yeah, I mean, a lot I, of people wrong, love it. I use it. That's my that's my perf- that's my preferred app on on my computer. Uh, there is a small part of me that does miss 
some of the more tweakability and and Eudora. stability of uh, oh sure I, I I wish I do miss Eudora but I was going to say Entourage, uh, the earlier versions of Entourage before Mail became as viable as it as it is now. They're they're actually pretty cool. I remember I remember like the day when I think it was back in Mac OS ten four days when they find they released this massive update for Microsoft Office that included uh, sync and search options. So like with one ma- with one massive update, all of a sudden uh, Spotlight worked with the Entourage database, and yeah. you could sync like uh, Entourage could now talk to uh, the sync you know so that you can do. Um, the same. I, I, it wasn't whatever the successor to iSync was, so that you could, sure. you know, you could do your address book, your calendars, and and all that other good stuff. Uh, and that was a big deal. But that was like four years ago. <laughs> so I don't know. It's it's times. yeah. It's interesting. Hopefully things will. Uh, hopefully there will be better apps for that stuff soon. Yeah, I'm hoping. I mean, I'm hoping with OS five, whatever they come out with. And that's 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 been my sort of you know de facto sort of go to is that like that that's the cool thing about what uh, what Apple has done is it's all in software. So all these gripes that we're making are you know potentially you yeah. know deal with you know deal withable, <laughs> easy oh, to deal with because uh, w- they could just release a software update that fixes it. One more in phone, show me only contacts that have phone numbers. Ah, uh, yeah. That'd be nice. You could probably do that with an address book, with a group. But, yeah, uh, but nice like I got to manually go and, it's, yeah. you know, because I have them syncing from Gmail. So it's yeah, kind of yeah. like it's pulling everything over and it's like, oh, come that, on, really? That, that's weak. I don't need all of those. Just, I mean, that's like a switch in the settings, you yeah. know? No, it's true. It's like, I mean, this is not could, big stuff. We could make a list, man. I, I mean, my, I still don't understand why I can't use custom uh, sounds for text messages. Yeah. I, I, I have, you know, you can make any... Any, you know, making a ringtone, a custom ringtone for your for your phone is super easy with GarageBand. I mean, you literally yeah. just open GarageBand, you, uh, GarageBand, you drag over, um, you know, an MP3. You can even drag it right out of iTunes, you know, put put the little, you know, front and heads and tails on it as far as the loop is concerned. And then there's an, you know, export, you know, ringtone to iTunes, done. Uh, and then and then it shows up on your phone the next time you sync. Uh, why, why we can't do that for text messages uh, is beyond me. I think that that's the, I think that's the takeaway from Apple. It's like things were great unless they don't want to give you the option. And then they're just maddeningly frustrating. The, I guess the one, <laughs> the one cool thing that, that Apple does, does do eventually is they do tend to listen to their customers. And when, when, things are, when, when enough people whine about it or when, you know, when the wheel is squeaky enough, uh, the problem does get resolved. Uh, I mean, yeah. it, you know, it, it's, it's happened before. And then not, they say, I mean, this is this great new feature we came up with. The thing you happen to have been asking for for the past five yeah, years. look at that. Amazing. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, Apple. <laughs> Jerks. Thanks, Daddy Steve. Yeah. Oh, yeah, God. it's good stuff. Anyway, so I'm going to pack up okay. and head out there. Um, and then we will come back, maybe do one next week. I get back on Tuesday evening. Yeah. So maybe we'll do one on Wednesday next week. So we'll spread them out. But then we'll get back on our Sunday, Monday thing. Sweet. If that's fair. I, I think it's fine. I don't think we'll get any complaints. I think people are going to start complaining, Dan. Right, because they're so verbal and... and, and uh, they We have constantly. rabid fans. Oh, my God. I, I had to create a special filter for all the email I get about the podcast. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, if anyone wants to get in touch with us uh, about the podcast, send ideas, um, you could follow the two of us on Twitter. That would work, right? Oh, yeah, that works. I'm at Bill Wadman. Yeah, and I'm at Dan Goddisman. So that's easy. There you go. Um, and then I think Bill has also been uh, posting 
the episodes on his blog. I have on takingpictures.com. Right, so you can leave comments and stuff as well. Yeah, I get a few people have written uh, me on Twitter saying that they've been really enjoying the podcast. Really? Yeah. Um, so I literally have gotten, you know, a half dozen or actually more than that, probably 10 or 12. Wow. Uh, yeah. Cool. So oh, that's it's, cool. yeah. So there are people listening. Nice. Yes. It's good times. Thanks for uh, listening people. There you go. So until next time, uh, we will, uh, we'll see you soon. Yes. Yeah.